Today, we celebrate the, the Feast of Transfiguration of our Lord. This feast is a special gift to, not only to the disciples, the three disciples who were taken to the mountain of Tabor, but it's a special gift to us. Why would it be a special gift to us? It's because it's leading us to a deeper reflection as to what we shall be. Whatever happened to Jesus, also because he is the son of God and son of man, is also <clears throat> something that will be given to us. So let's look at the, the readings today. First of all, we have two versions of St. Peter today. He's taken with Jesus to Mount, Mount Tabor. And there they are. Jesus goes and begins to pray on the mountain. And there he is transfigured. There's a light that shines through his face, through his body, glorified state of being. And so here they are, and they see two other figures there, two other people, Elijah and Moses with him. Then we have the disciples. Looks like when they climbed the mountains, pretty actually it's not that high, but in the flatland, any mountain becomes pretty high. And I know how high it was because when I was there once in my life, it was the, uh, the, the taxi drivers were taking us. The bus could not get there because the serpentines were so, so um, sharp. The bus couldn't get there. So they have these taxi drivers driving the Mercedes-Benz and they're just going at 90 miles an hour up and down because they want to get as many people as quickly as possible. So it's pretty high actually. So there they are, the disciples walk with Jesus, and you know, as they're walking up with him, they got tired, you know, walking up the mountains, pretty warm there, pretty hot, and they're falling asleep. But there's something extraordinary takes place. What they see, a reality that is before them, a reality we see the, the light shining through the face of Christ, brilliant light, is not he, the light is not reflecting but it's coming from him, the glorified body. And see these two, Moses and Elijah, being there. And so they are awakened by the whole experience. And they're frightened by that. Then, after the seeing this transfigured body of Christ, they, are, they enter into a, into a cloud. Cloud enters, and they hear a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him is my beloved son. God the Father gives witness to Jesus. And so Peter doesn't know what to say. And he says, okay, let's commemorate this moment. Let's build the three booths to commemorate, like three booths, sort of a type of temple or shrines. Let's dedicate it to Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. And he doesn't know what else to say. Let's commemorate this moment. And then after that, the, the vision disappears. But we have to remember now, Peter, when he recalls years later in the first reading, that we, uh, the second reading that we heard today, he recalls what, what took place there. And he sees it in a different way. At that moment, he wasn't grasping fully. He wanted to do something which he thought he understood the reality. But the fact is that he did not. And so in that, in that re second reading from Peter, he says, he says, we did not follow cleverly devised myths. 
when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we had been eyewitnesses of his majesty. And then he gives, for he received honor and glory from God the Father. This is my beloved son. For he received the honor and glory from God the Father when the, that unique declaration came to him from the majestic glory. This is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice come from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. That's Peter's now a different, different summary of what took place before. It was before the suffering, death, and resurrection. Now he's writing after everything, after the resurrection and, and ascension. And he writes as a witness, we are eyewitnesses what took place. And we have seen him in a glorified body on that mountain when light shone from him. We have also seen him that way after resurrection. And we have heard that voice, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. But then Peter says, moreover, we possess the prophetic message that is altogether reliable. And then he says, you will do well to be attentive to it as a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. So you, you, you will do well if you follow, if you listen. I am not telling you a story. I'm giving you witness to what took place. Now, what is this witness? That Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is our Redeemer. He's the Messiah that was to come. Jesus is the one who gives us hope of the resurrection. He gives us the hope of glory. But now the invitation is to us to accept it, to accept the promises of Christ, to accept the promises that he gives. And that is the invitation to accept his kingdom, his kingship, to accept his commandments and to love him. If we were to look at the scene from the from Transfiguration on Mount Tabor. We see Jesus and we see two other figures, Elijah and Moses. Two who represent the Old Testament, the witness that God gave them, the witness of who God is. Moses, because he gave the commandments, the law. He loved the Lord, but above all, he gave us that which will help us, guide us along the way so that we will enter the kingdom, we will enter the relationship with God, we will enter the relationship of, of love. And Elijah was a prophet who was filled with love of Christ, filled with love. He was uh, with love of God. And, and obviously, God is Trinitarian God. God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, loved God. And so the witness that Elijah and Moses gave to, to John, I mean, so, so Peter, James, and John, is that the Old Testament and New Testament is one. St. Augustine said in a very wise way that the Old Testament is fulfilled in the New Testament. And the and New Testament is prefigured in the Old Testament because we see there. And so we have today, like combining both Old and New Testament to one, Mount Tabor, giving witness to the revelation of God. So now 
The invitation for us is to be faithful <clears throat> to the commandments and to love the Lord like Moses and Elijah. It is to listen to Peter and, and the Gospels, the Gospel of St. Luke today, to listen and to accept, not as stories, not as St. Peter says myths, but as reality which he has witnessed with his own eyes, which he heard with his own ears. And he became convinced because he touched and ate and was present to Jesus who rose from the dead. So that's the invitation is to seek his kingdom. Seek the kingdom of God and everything else will be given to you. Focus on the Lord. How many people say in confession, you know, I have not really been following the Lord completely. He has not become the, the, the someone who is most important in my life. Yes, I do pray, but I wish I could be someone who wants to follow him, to listen to him, to accommodate my life according to his commandments, according to his ways, according to his gifts that he gives to, my, to me. <clears throat> but there's more here that we can, we can realize. And that is, do you know Obviously you do, but it's the question is, do we, do we know that we have this transfigured Lord each time we celebrate the Eucharist? He's the one. He's the one that comes to us. He's the one who becomes visible to us through the eyes of faith. We may not be able to see him you know, with physical eyes, but we know that he's with us. He's the one, and we can speak to him. We can honor him. We can glorify him with our hearts, with our voices, or just thoughts inside of our, our hearts. He is the one who is here. He is the one whom, uh, in a powerful way, Daniel saw in the book of Prophet, in the first reading, he is on a throne with God the Father. And, and how does he see? See this son of man, son of God who is there. His clothing was snow bright and the hair on his head as white as wool. His throne was flames of fire with wheels of burning fire. A surging stream of fire flowed from where he sat. And then thousands upon thousands were ministering to him and myriads upon myriads attending him, attended him. The court was convened and the books were open. This is the vision of Daniel, of the Son of Man, Jesus, our Lord, in glorified, glorified state at the right hand of the Father after the ascension. He's there. As the visions during the night continue, I saw one like a Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven when he reached the Ancient One and was presented before him. The one like a Son of Man received dominion, glory, and kingship. All peoples, nations, and languages serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not be taken away. His kingship shall not be destroyed. This is from Prophet Daniel. Centuries before, he sees in that vision, and this is what we have today, when we continue with the sacred liturgy, we know that Jesus sits at the throne of God the Father. He's the one who will judge all nations. He's the one who is our merciful savior who also looks with mercy upon us. He's the one who gives us the opportunity to be reconciled. He's the one who gives us 
the gift, the knowledge of what we shall be like, because we shall be like him. He is the one who comes to our hearts. And so the transfiguration is taking place at the very moment as we speak, because the power of grace, the power of God, his love is coming to us by hearing his word and then welcoming him in the Eucharist. He gives us this power. Transfiguration, we can speak of divinization, sanctification. That's what we have. Grace of God is giving us this gift. How happy should we be today? How grateful should we be to God for giving us his son who is able to transform us? How grateful should we be? You know, we can't forget. I know there are many things that preoccupy our hearts, but we can't forget whom we have received throughout the day. We can't forget because when we forget, that means we do not allow the grace to work within our hearts more deeply because it is when we are more attentive then we allow the grace to touch us, transform us, transfigure us. What Jesus was at, on that mountain of Tabor, he is asking us, you will also be. We shall be like him. This is what St. John the Evangelist says. We don't exactly know what we shall be like, but we know that we shall be like him. That is the witness. Do we believe this? Are we sort of so preoccupied with the reality here, the suffering, the pain, and sometimes it's so great that it blinds us. We cannot see things in a clear way because you know, or we get so sometimes so upset, we get angry with situations, we get you know wound up by, by people, by injustices, by everything that we say. And I hear how often we hear as both as priests hearing confessions, but we know ourselves. It is sometimes very difficult, but that cannot dim the reality of what God is giving us. It can never. And that's why coming to Eucharist, celebration of the Eucharist prayer, reading of scripture renews and refreshes us. It gives us that, that strength, it gives us that courage, it gives us that clarity, gives us the knowledge and wisdom of what he wishes and desires. So as we continue with this sacred liturgy, let us truly ask him that he may remove the cloud of doubts from us, that he may bring us to the mountain of Tabor where we can seek Jesus as he really is, that he may help all those who preach, teach, guide others, also that clarity of knowledge to proclaim Christ as the savior of the world, as our beloved son of God, as our redeemer and the one who takes us home and who, who takes us home when he enters not only our hearts through his word, but through the Eucharist. May the Eucharist then be a source of joy for us throughout this day and also throughout our life until we see the Lord face to face in heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking 
and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.